Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. Thank you for tuning into our boardroom chats. I, I know many people write us and comment on it and say that they really enjoy those things. And they even say that we kind of get at each other. Do we get at each other sometimes? I don't think so. I don't think so, neither. It's just us. <laughs> She's been chewing me out for 53 years. I done got used to it now. Praise God. I don't think you are used to it. <laughs> I think you done wore your Why teeth you down. You're on up? the gums. <laughs> you must not be used to it. You I must not be. Up. I don't know. I want to say something to you. Do you know people okay. think me and you are foolish? Completely stupid. Oh, I know. I know. And, and you know what? It's actually biblical. And that they don't understand this. Uh, these people are not dumb, but they're very ignorant that think that. Very yes, we're ignorant. We're not foolish. We're, no. we're wise. I'm going to show you something in the scripture. And if you've got a Bible or an iPad or a telephone, whatever you use, would you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1? Mm -hmm. And I want to read something to you here. And I want to talk about this, that you'll be blessed by it. Okay. It says in verse 21 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. What verse is that? That is verse 21 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. The foolishness of preaching. I hear people say, how can you believe in that? You know, it's amazing to me about atheists, and I mean, I'm not against atheists, you know, they can believe what they want to believe because they don't believe nothing. They say, I don't believe in God. I say, why do you talk about him so much? Atheists talk more about God than most of us do, you know, trying to prove that he doesn't exist and don't realize that they're actually promoting him and don't even know they are, you know. Now that's so, foolish. Now that's foolish, yeah. <laughs> he says the foolishness of preaching. And yet some preachers say, well, I don't like the way Jesse Planis preaches, you know, because he's got too much humor in it or, you know, blah, blah, this and that. Or, you know, uh, he's shallow. How come you listen to me and I ain't listening to you? Uh-oh, that made somebody mad, didn't it? <laughs> Glory to God. Not that I'm something, I'm not. But you see, I made up my mind that God's word is true. That's in, and let me read that scripture again. That's in verse 21 uh, of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. For after that, in the wisdom of God, now this is the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Look what it says in verse 27. But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God had chose the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, to try to explain to someone about being born again that are not born again, you can't do it with intellectual activity. You can't do it with range and research or induction and reason because it's a spirit thing, you see. And when you understand the spirit of God, oh, that's such a blessing of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord Jesus, see, you a spirit held in a soul and clothed in a body. Now, when you think about that, mm. see, when we start preaching these things, how can they believe God for, to say they heal when they're sick? Well, we're saying what we want instead of what we have. Right. We're calling those things that be not as though they were till they are. That's all biblical. That's all in the script. That's Romans 4, 17, if you want to go read it yourself. That's what I mean. See, so when, uh, uh, you know, when God calls someone to preach, someone that doesn't know anything about the scripture, they call it foolishness. Like one of the smartest men in the world ever lived, that old boy, uh, uh, he passed away. He was in that chair. He was all... That uh, was someone's opinion that he was the smartest. Yeah, his, Stephen, Hawkins, Stephen Hawkins. Stephen Hawkins. And I heard him say something which I thought was kind of ignorant for such a smart man with a high IQ. Well, you know, I looked in the space and I didn't see God. Well, you know, I, look, <laughs> I looked around the earth and I didn't see no wind. But I sure didn't stop me from breathing it. Well, Psalms, People said, I saw the wind. No, you didn't. You saw the effects, effects of the wind. Of the winds. That's right. You didn't see the wind. The wind's invisible. 
right? Psalms 19 talks about how all of creation is speaking. Just the fact that it's there is a voice that's proclaiming Amen. that God exists. There's no way to explain creation, no. the whole universe, everything, even our body down to the smallest little gnat, the, the details of how their bodies the function and everything is so amazing. I mean, you have to believe in a creator, a divine creator, a, a, a divine order of things that That's was right. created by God. I love that. And it's just like the foolishness of preaching. So sometimes people say, oh, y'all just stupid people. Well, you can say what you want. And let me just say, you can say anything you want, but it won't affect me. It's water on a duck's back because I know in whom I have believed yeah. and I'm persuaded he's able to keep what I commit to him. And what did I commit to him? Ready for this? This is going to blow you away. My intelligence. Hmm. I moved it aside. I did what the Apostle Paul said. I came not with excellency of speech. Right. See, I moved intellect on the side because I knew I had to deal with God Almighty in the spirit. And then the spirit would, re, would rejuvenate and recreate my mind, conform, not uh, transform it instead of conform to the world, transform to his thinking. And then my body would be crucified by what my spirit and my soul says, you see. That's why he's called it foolishness. And I want to read that again. People say, well, do you think you're smart? Look at me. Do I think I'm smart? Yes. <clears throat> you want to know why I think I'm smart? I know you thought that's arrogant and cocky. No, there's a verse for that. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Watch this here. That in everything you what are enriched, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 5, oh, okay. that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. Now, there it is. Yeah. We have all utterance. We know what to say, when to say it, where to say it, and how to say it. We have all knowledge, but it's done through the Spirit through a renewed mind and a crucified body. Now, to you that are not born again, that sounds foolish and stupid. You see what I'm saying? And I can understand why you would think that because you don't have the mind of Christ. Hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. But you can have it today by asking Jesus to come into your life. Right. Look what it says. It did say some. That's verse 5, that in everything you are enriched by him and all utterance and all knowledge. You want to read that in a different translation if you'd like to? You can. I can, but I was somewhere else. Okay, well, where was that? I was actually in Genesis chapter 3. <laughs> okay. Because when you started talking about that, I thought about, you know what? That's not a new thing. That's, some, that's a lie that began from the, from the beginning well, of time. That. When, Let's see when what Genesis, it says about uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field, which the Lord God hath made. And he, Satan, said to the woman, Can it really be that God has said, You shall not eat from every tree of the garden? He planted that doubt about what God, what's yeah. true and real, trying to make her feel foolish. He gave her because a she believed what God said. Yeah. And so this is the tactic of the devil, to always make you feel foolish when yeah. you say, Lord, I'm going to sow this seed. And he says, how can you believe that a seed will reproduce? Well, that's how God created the power of the seed. It's Everything works that way. Jesus, when he's telling the parables, talked about that. He says, if you don't get this, you're not going to get anything because everything in God's kingdom works Amen. with that seed principle. So when, uh, if you would want to sow a seed of something uh, into this ministry or another ministry, the enemy will tell you that's foolish. If you yeah. want to believe for healing, like you were talking about a minute ago, how can you believe that you can be healed by saying and praying? Yeah. You got to go to the doctor. That's the only way to get healed. No, that's a way, but it's not the they, only way. They don't heal you. But they he treat you. Well, there's some things in, in that they've learned that, that they yes, do and great. about healing. And it's, it's one method, but God does provide for healing in his word. And, but, but the enemy's lie is still, way, still always, 
You're foolish to even think about that or, ex or yeah. believe for that. Well, that's what said, but yeah. the enemy uh, has, so, that's what I meant, he has no new tricks. He has the same dialogue. It's just packaged in a different way. But God's ways are wise. The enemy's ways are foolish. And I'm, I've decided I'm going to stick with God, well, God's ways. Well, it just works not some of the time, but all the time. I mean, uh, I, last night we went out and ha had dinner with some friends and we were talking about, in and, and a real, real nice place there in, here in New Orleans. I had never been to the Four Seasons Hotel. It used to be the uh, International Trademark. We would, <laughs> listen, this was so funny. And it's a hotel now. Uh, and uh, I walked up and I, and I was talking to the, um, I guess the manager or whatever. I said, I hadn't been here in 53 years. Yeah. That's where I went, me and Kathy on our honeymoon when it was the International Trademark. He said, well, Thanks for coming back. He said that, you know. Welcome back. Welcome so. back. 53 years. Me and Kathy have been married 53 years. Now watch this. When you understand this, they saw something in that building that the people that originally built it for the International Trade Mart, they didn't see. You see? And they built a, 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 a gorgeous, uh, beautiful hotel. And so I'm giving them a little, you know, give them a little shout out right there. It was such a blessing. So we're sitting there eating and... Um, and one of my friends said, but Jesse, just everything you touch has prospered. You, you just, I said, and I said, well, you know, I, you, I do it. How do you do that? Well, you know, I do have investments, and mm -hmm. me and Kathy do. But my greatest return on anything was my investment in the gospel, my giving to the gospel. And how many times did they ever say, now, you know, you better not give that today because, you know, you're going to need that next week. I said, next week, I'm going to be so blessed that it's going to boggle your mind because you see the seed planted, the harvest comes. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, that sounds foolish to a lot of people and ignorant, but you know what? I like what God said in verse 5 of 1 Corinthians, and I want you to read that in a different translation. I'm, I have it right here. Okay, that in every, and I'm going to read it in King James first, that in everything you are enriched by him. Boy, that's a big statement. That's verse 5, right? Yeah, in verse 5, in all utterance and in all knowledge. In other words, God thinks you smart, created you smart, because you are smart. Read that in a different uh, translation. Verse 5 in the Passion Translation says, In him you have been made extravagantly rich. Ooh, I like that <laughs> one, a four-letter word. Yeah. <laughs> extravagantly rich in every way. You have been endowed with a wealth of inspired utterance and the riches that come from your intimate knowledge of him. See why we believe in prosperity? The it's Bible the di God. dictates that. But you know the reason why people don't have it? Because the church... Preaches against it. And yet, how did they build a church? How do you get a church built? Yes, people to give. Prosperity to build a place. Now, if that's not ignorance going to seed, I don't know what it is. You see, I had one per person, we don't receive offerings here. We don't take a ball. We just put buckets in the back. Well, you were still receiving the offering. It's just so deceived. It's, it's complete. And, you know, the Bible said don't deceive yourself. The biggest, dumbest ignorant thing you could do is to deceive yourself. <laughs> Who's going to catch all the hell? You are because you're deceiving yourself. Right. See, now he says all utterance, my God, and all knowledge, you see? So when I begin to pray and believe God for things that I can't see, I'm not moved by what I see because this is natural. I'm moved by what I believe. Why are you so much into faith? Because the evidence of it's not seen. Because if you can't see it, neither can the devil. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's not a faith devil, but a flesh devil. Now, he used to have a lot of knowledge, but he's lost it. He's decaying constantly. Right. I mean, you think about some of the ignorant, most dumb, stupid, ignorant things that a lot of, quote, what I call educated people say. 
I mean, think about some of this woke stuff. It's just about just about slap. Ignorant, ignorance going to seed because they're going by what they feel. Well, you can't go by what you feel. You got to go by what you believe. Your kids don't feel like going to school, but you make them go to school. You understand what I'm saying? You, you, you don't feel like doing this and doing that, but you, uh, you don't feel like going to work, but you know you have to go to work if you want to make a living, if you want to get a check, like they say, or get paid. You see, so God has taken this foolishness of preaching to confound the wife, even people that are born again. Now, I, you know, some of the greatest preachers in the world, I'm talking about in the past, oh, they thought speaking in tongues was of the devil. Mm. That's of the devil. Now, we don't, miracles are no longer for today. We don't need miracles because we got the whole word of God. I agree with you, we got the whole word of God. But we got to have the same power today as Peter did, as James, John, Bartholomew, the, the disciples, as Jesus did, because we are coming against the same devil. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't changed his tactic. Right. He comes to what? To steal, steal. to kill, and destroy. What did you, what, why did Jesus come? He came to give you life to the full till it overflows. Do you follow what I'm saying? That, you know, I don't hardly ever go to hospitals or, because, you know, that's pastoral duties because I'm traveling so much. But every once in a while I'll go. And I walk into an intensive care unit. And right before I go in there, they usually have like a, a waiting room. And I've never been in one cat that there was not sadness. Like people in there like this. Oh. Because they may have a loved one, you know, that's going through something or whatever. And there is where I release my joy. Mm-hmm. I go, hello, everybody. I know that things look bad, but don't go by what you see. Go by what you believe. Do you believe that Jesus can heal whoever you believe in God for? You know what they do? They go, it's like. Somebody brought a little hope. Mm. See, no, I didn't bring hope. I brought faith and hope. Now faith is the subject of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm. Now it seems foolish, but not to them at the time they need it. You know what they say? Can you go in there and pray for my husband or my father or my grandfather? There's been times I went to pray for an individual, and as I walked past, most intensive care units, they kind of, it's like a circle in there, most of the ones I've seen. And people, I guess they know me from television or whatever. I don't know. They go, oh. and I've had nurses come up to me and say, this lady over here, this man. And I've had, I, would you go pray for them? And it, it ain't foolishness. My God, when you're dying of cancer and you need somebody to help you. And I walked into one man, he was in such terrific pain. Oh, but he, but he said, would you pray? I am, I can't hardly stand it. And, and I said, whether you believe this or not? I said, okay. And I just laid my hand on it, barely touched it. I, I said, I didn't mean to hurt you. He said, I'm just hurt. And I said, Jesus, take the pain away. And I saw him go, oh, all pain left. He says, my God. And that was an utterance. It was an utterance, a yeah. A faith utterance. The, the nurse was with, she went, oh, she knows the little machines. I don't know how I read those machines. I mean, they even went different. It wasn't because of my touch. It was the touch and the power of Jesus Christ. He said, I, I just I couldn't hold this down. He said, I have no pain. I said, you don't need any pain. I said, Jesus took your infirmity and bore your sickness. He said, you think so? I said, you must have just thought so because you, you just got a miracle here. I said, how did it stop? I said, did we inject you with any medicine? I said, did you, ma'am, did you put anything coming in there, you know, through those two? No, no, none. And I won't tell you, it, it was such a smile on his face. I didn't know the man. But I had, I had the opportunity to give him some foolish preaching, <laughs> some foolish 
praying. Right. And what did God say in verse 27 of 1 Corinthians? But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are almighty, which are mighty. See, so when you understand that. Hmm. So what all I did was so some healing there. Why? So I could get health. My harvest of a healing is health. Praise God. That's you see what good. I'm trying to say? And so I've learned to do these things. Well, has everybody ever prayed for God healed? No. I, I'm not going to lie. No, they haven't. But by his stripes, they were healed. All they had to do is receive it. It was already done before the sickness ever came to pass. It's our responsibility to pray and expect. And, to, and have and, your faith grow to receive it. in that. God's hands, right. Now, your mind will say, that's not working. That's not happening. Uh, I said this the other day, and um, uh, uh, Chrissy, you know, Chrissy's on Glorious Living with uh, Kathy all the time. And I said, never mix faith and time. They don't mix. I said, I got to preach on that, boy. She wrote that down. Because, you see, what you're defeated for is not because of a lack of faith, even though you can be defeated for that. But you don't need much faith to get a big miracle. Faith the size of a mustard seed. See, you don't need a, a truckload. You know what I'm saying? Mustard seed, about the size of a bit-off fingernail of a baby. But what you need is to develop that faith. You see what I'm saying? You, you know, but you see what Satan says, if we can delay this thing, that's that time factor. They'll quit believing, and they'll start receiving what they're feeling instead of going against what they're feeling. So when Satan tries to attack my body, I'm not kidding. He does. I go, oh, no, no. I'll put the stop sign up. Oh, oh, oh. oh you had the wrong intersection here, buddy. If Jesus took my infirmity, I don't want it. If he bore my sickness, I don't need it. So I turn this sickness to you. And you know Satan's sick. He is sick. He feels bad constantly <laughs> because he's just he's full of disease. All that he's, he's reeked with decay. Do you see that? Do you understand that? Yeah, he's already defeated, restricted, and rejected and awaiting confinement. Why are you fighting a defeated foe? It just don't make no sense. You see what I'm saying? No, but, but now, see, I know that sounds foolish. That's what I'm talking about here today. It all is foolish to the intellect. But eventually, when you begin to understand that we're living out of your spirit, it will enhance your intellect. My God, it will enhance your soulless realm, the mind, the will, and the emotion. It will enhance your body. It's a different way of thinking. It's and totally it's, a, different it's way. God's way instead of your own way. And uh, just a few chapters down in that same book in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Chapter it's, 3? Yeah, chapter okay. 3, go there to verse 18. It All flows right. with this too. It says, Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And then again, it says, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise that they are, they are vain. Therefore, no, let no man glory in men for all things are yours. Whether Paul, Cephas, he goes on yeah. teaching that. Praise the Lord. Well, that's such a blessing of the Lord. You know, <laughs> I just enjoy being saved. I, let, me, let me help you. I'm 74 at the time that you're watching this. Okay? All right. You know, I feel good for 74. I was complaining this morning a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Kathy's birthday. She, she made 71 years old. And I thought, this is a good day. I'm taking off my exercise. I am not going over there and do my exercise. Everybody needs to know, let you know that. Don't, don't let that age No, but you. this is a tape. I know. We're taping it. You, you're hearing it a day later. Okay. Okay. So now, <laughs> the worries about that, you know. So watch this. I said, well, 
<laughs> I'm going to take it off. I'm <laughs> getting on that treadmill, beat myself up. So I'm sitting there, but my spirit was greater than my intellect. And the Lord said, present your body a living sacrifice. <laughs> Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So I got up. I went into my, I have a little gym in my house, and, and I commenced to sweat. <laughs> I mean, I'm going at it and everything. And Kathy gave me a great compliment when I walked out. I walked out, and I just sat down on the chair and went, whew. She said, I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. You weren't going to take it off. I know you. Well, what you were saying was, I know, what you're, I know how you live out of your spirit, and you, your spirit commanded you to take care of the body and, you know, to do the different things that you need to do. Now, that was a blessing of the Lord. See, I was looking for any excuse not to do it. I look for excuses to eat fried food. I, I, it's hard to find any of it. They say it's cholesterol. Oh, yeah, but it, do, it sure tastes good, don't it? <laughs> you know, things that, but I said, no, no. And there's nothing wrong with eating fried chicken. I'll eat it every once in a while. Don't misunderstand me. But, uh, uh, you know, but you, you, you do everything in moderation, like you say, you know, things of that nature. That's what I mean. So it, but I don't get moderate when it comes to the Word of God. Mm. I receive it all. From Genesis to Revelation, do I understand it all? No, but I don't need to, but I'm growing every day. See, my spirit will enhance my intellectual activity, my range and research, my induction research, to understand these revelations. A lady said, she liked what I said the other day, that a revelation without a manifestation is a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that's really true. So I don't like to miss opportunities, you know, because they work. So God has chosen this way. To confound the wise. Yeah, and if you think about it, Paul, as you've often said, is the, was the greatest intellectual mind drawn to Christianity. His conversion was so amazing on the Damascus Road, but he was a, a Pharisee, a theologian. A Pharisee, and a Pharisee. he threw everything that he knew, all his knowledge in the natural, away. He says that I might win Christ. Ooh, no and way. this whole chapter, 1 Corinthians, is so powerful. First chapter 1, chapter 2, I read, we read from chapter 3. But chapter 2 begins with what he was telling these people who he said, about, talking about the utterance. And uh, he says in verse 1, he says, I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined to know, not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Can I read a little more? Because this sure. whole portion yeah. is so good. It says, and I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in, the de but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You know, the wisdom of men, Kathy, has done some good things. Right. But you don't stand in the wisdom of yeah, men. Yeah, your faith can't stand in that. Your faith has to stand only in the Word of God and in Jesus it's Christ. It's like this. How many times the scientists, who are very smart people, and I, and, and I respect them, don't misunderstand me, they say, now this is the way it is. That we saw this with them. And then five years later they go, Changed we were it. wrong. Yeah. God has never told me this. Jesse, I was wrong. Right. Not That's one correct. time. My... Not one wrong says, scripture. I'm the Lord, I change not. Yeah, not never. Oh, quit believing that, Jesse. He yeah. was right. Yeah, but there are preachers out there that say, you know, I preached that for 30 years, but I was wrong. Throw away my books. We, <laughs> uh -uh. we still preach what we started preaching and yeah. believe what we believe from the beginning because we see it in the Word of God. We're not going to change oh, our well, way. Well, it becomes divine revelation. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you try to answer why some things don't work the way they should work. 
Like, I'll give you an example. I had a man pick me up in Dallas, Texas. This is probably 30 years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday, and I'm going to tell you why. And I could tell he had something on his mind. DF, maybe I'm wrong in the 30. DFW had just opened up. You know, and Borna, you could probably drive. 40 you, years ago. Yeah, you know? 40 years. And you could drive up to your gate, get out your car, park your car right there, walk across the street where there's a little lane, and man, you had the gate. It was great, you know. Now, watch this. So I got, he goes, How you doing, brother Justin? And I, you know, you can tell by people, you know, they got a burr on that they saddle about something. So, I, and uh, we had about 30 miles to drive and uh, to, to this church. And he said, I want to ask you a question. I said, I figured you would. He said, you know, you believe in healing, don't you? I said, I certainly do, 100%. He said, you know, we had a fasting and prayer. We prayed and we did everything for sister so-and-so. She was such a blessing to God, but she died. Looks at me like it goes like this. She died, like as if that's going to move me. <laughs> so I just smiled. I said, okay. Well, what do you say about that since you believe by faith? Well, you're one of these faith boys, is how he said it. I said, well, did she die in faith? He said, what? I said, did she die in faith? Hmm. He, he said, well, yes. I said, well, the Bible said these all died in faith, not receiving the promise. God went to deliver some women in Hebrews chapter 11. They went, no, don't deliver. I'll heal them so we can obtain a better resurrection. I said, you don't know what that lady was seeing. And you know what? You know how many times that church is held fasting and prayer and everybody praying in disbelief? You, you, you want an example of that? Peter's in jail. He's locked down. Perfect. And the whole church is just praying like crazy. Perfect example. And he, and he couldn't, he had a harder time getting in the church, in the house, than he did getting out of jail. All praying. Oh, God. See, you don't know what's going on inside of a person's heart. Let me tell you something. They, they believe in God to be here, but once they see Jesus, they're not staying where they are, but that blew him away. Did she die in faith? Yeah. Well, what, it's, it's better than dying in doubt. Right. See, right. these all died in faith, not receiving the promise. It's not that God withheld it. No. But you see, death and life's in the power of your tongue. That person may not be able to speak at the point of that, but they are, they are, God is there. And I know what the Lord's saying. He said, I can, I can hear you, and you can go right back there and do, do what you have to do. But I want to tell you something. They see Jesus. They ain't going to come back to Dallas. They ain't come back to New Orleans. You got to understand that. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And it just changed his way. Of, he went, never thought of her dying in faith. See, you thought she was a failure. You thought uh, healing was a failure. Automatically, see, because you were using natural intellect going by what you see instead of what you should believe. Now, I know that sounds foolish to you. And, or you sound, does it sound foolish to you? That's why you need to grow to the fullness of the stature of Christ. You're not... You're not dumb, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to say it again. You're going to get mad at me when I say that, but you're ignorant. Right. And the Bible says, be not ignorant of God's word or the devil's devices. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Say something. I'm preaching too much here. Well, I was just thinking of something. I don't know if it's accurate, but I'm just going to oh, say Lord. it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I'm going to make thinking, the sign of the cross if it's not accurate. <laughs> well, I'm, I believe it makes sense. I want to research it out a little more. But, okay. you know, the enemy does come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that's his plan is to destroy God's creation, kill us in a different ways. I'm thinking about John the Baptist, how he was doing everything God was calling him to do, and he got his head cut off. Right. That was a physical way that the enemy attacked him and to destroy him. The enemy also comes in other ways physically to attack a person, maybe a sickness in their body. Sometimes it's in their brain, and they, yeah. they can't 
think straight, the dementia that you hear about, I mean, yeah, a lot of it's, it's some could be pollution or uh, some other way that it came in, I know. But the enemy does come to steal, to kill, and destroy. And so when the attack comes, instead of us standing back, pointing a finger, and try to uh, turn on the word of God or against someone who's believing, just recognize anytime you see any kind of killing, destroying, or uh, you know, stealing, it's the devil that's at work. Right. And so it should arm you and strengthen you to instead intensify, because that's what Jesus did when he heard that his cousin, John the Baptist, was beheaded. The Bible, they gave him the news. The Bible says he went by the sea sword and he prayed. And then he immediately took up the message and began to preach the same message John the Baptist preached, which was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. I like and, what he said about John. Have you come to see a reed shaken in the wind? Right. And you know, when they came to Jesus and they talked to him another time in the Bible about how, uh, what about the time when Pilate uh, uh, destroyed or, or slaughtered all of those Galileans or, That's you know, that were they, was that Herod? Was it, well, what, someone, One of them. What, whatever it was. Herod, you're right. I think it was Herod. No, it was Pilate. Oh, no, it? Jesus gave the example of Pilate. I don't know. Anyway, it's one of those bad guys. <laughs> one of those bad guys. I did say I'm not sure if it was totally accurate. I'm just speaking out of my spirit because the concept is true that they came to Jesus and they said, what, what was wrong with this person? Were they a bigger sinner because of this? Jesus said they were not. He gave them another example right after that about a tower of Siloam that fell and all these people were killed. He says, what about those? So he didn't want you to concentrate on what those people did. He says, what you need to do is make sure your heart is right. He says, because right. make sure that you're, pure, uh, you're, you're living right before Amen. God. Let, let me help you. You don't have to prove the word of God is true. That's a, that's a phenomenal statement. It's true. it's true whether you prove it or not. Mm. Because G, if Jesus is the way, you can't get lost. If he's the truth, right. and he is, right. you cannot be deceived. And if he's the life, the devil can't kill you. Right. It's just literally that simple. Yeah, but a lot of Christians, die. I understand all that. See, you're trying to prove uh, that this, that this scripture is either true or it's wrong. See what I'm saying? And you can't, because it's beyond your wisdom. Mm -hmm. Even it, you have to learn every day. I will be stronger in my spirit tomorrow than I am today. And I'm very strong in my spirit today. I'm not bragging about that because I'm growing constantly to the fullness of the statue of Christ. Right. You see, I had a man, I had someone say this to me. I can't remember exactly who it was. You know, how, how do you know you're going to live forever? Very simple. I, I'm going to say it in a natural way. The fat, the, the, the most growth of any human being is a baby. From that baby, the minute that baby's born, it's going, I mean, that, that body is kicking in, partner. Creating cells, boom, 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 boom. There comes to a time in your life when the, the new cells, the old cells begin to take over the new cells. You're not putting out as many. And you begin to grow old. See that? You begin to get the skin and all that kind of stuff. So I told a person the other day, I said, I'm, I'm growing old. I, I, I'm, I'm getting older, but I'm not growing old. See, because I can still do whatever I want to do. So I talked to my body. It's the same way with your spirit, you see. Your spirit, back when we get to heaven, it's it, it, for lack, I'm trying to say this in the natural. It's just constantly creating new Cell forever, eternity never upon eternity. Stops never stops. If you keep feeding it, it'll keep growing. Yeah, I mean, it's That's amazing. What you're saying. And I can prove in this to you. In the spirit realm, your body yeah. has yeah. a natural lifespan right. on this earth. God said in the book of Genesis that uh, the lifespan of a man will be 120 years, right? Right. And so uh, he says, but Genesis my spirit 6, won't 3. always strive with him. There was a, that was a yeah. switch before when Noah was alive in those days. But our spirit 
that doesn't have a limit of 120 years. Our spirit's eternal. He created right. us in his image and likeness, something being which produced. is eternal. It's, it's, it's but liquid it has God. to be fed to continually to grow. And that's what we do when we chat like this, yeah. when we study the Like our bo my body, your body has blood in it, but when this new spirit body will have liquid God flowing in it. Let me give you a prime example of how good growth is. When a baby's born, okay, it's wonderful to put that baby in your hand. I remember when they put uh, your arms, when they put Jody in my arms, she, and she's going to be 52 pretty soon, but you're still my baby. They said, watch that. And when she and her husband put Meredith in your arms, watch this. That was a great day. I'll never forget it. It was wonderful to go see what me and you had created by God giving us the ability to do what he did. Create. Create. Watch this. But the best thing in the world was not when she was born. And that's as good as it get, I thought. Mm -hmm. But one, it, two months later, I walked over there, and I watched my eyes. As I was walking by, I saw her eyes go, She, she saw me walk across there. So I came back, she goes, and then this, the first smile, whoa, communication. It's happening. The little computer's working. It was wonderful to see that growth from a baby that just sleeps as soon as she's born or cries. That's the only thing she knows how to do, he or she, to that first look where they look at you and they give you that first little smile. Buddy, and then that kicks in. And it's the most amazing thing. So it's like, the, this is what I mean by growing in your spirit. It sounds foolish, but not to that baby. Boy, I wish I, don't you wish you could just hear what that baby's thinking at two months old when you see them little eyes follow you or that first little smile? Yeah, something wonderful there is happening. It's called growth, growth of the spirit. Now, it seems foolish. People say, well, that, that baby's not going to do that. Yes, it will, because it's growing. Everything's kicking, my God, and just growing. And that happens in the natural, but That's in the right. same way in the spirit, when you yeah. get born again, like I remember that when our daughter got born again, I could see her spirit was changing. That's an eternal thing. Yeah. And she got filled with the Holy Ghost like you, we you did. You always got to see things I never, because I was always traveling. You, you, you were there when I was traveling. Kathy was there when Jody was baptized. Kathy was there when Jody got born again. Uh, I don't know if you were there when Jody got filled with the Holy Ghost. Was you there? No, she uh, she was at school. At school when that happened. Alone. We had well, told her about it, of course. Then Meredith, when Meredith came, my granddaughter now, uh, Kathy was Kathy baptized her. I was on the road. Jody was letter to the Lord. Yeah, letter to the Lord. Gave, baptized you know, her it's in, amazing. In water. And me, I'm out working. I, I never seen all these things, you know, that I wanted to see. And I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, it's, but it was nice to know and nice to see that. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Ever, ever, ever in growth. Enriched in all possibilities, all utterance, all knowledge, which confuses the world. Mm. You know, I don't know how this camera is recording me. I, 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 I mean, I, I, that doesn't stop me from buying them and all this stuff, how you can see it, how the Internet works and yeah, how you years just ago, punch it. You know, you punch up the Internet online. I don't know how all that yeah, works. Years ago, it used to be use it. physical film and then we would ship it in a package and have to right. physically mail. But now it's a digital kind of thing. We can send it through the air. It's really and, amazing. Yeah, and, you don't, technology. It, it, and it doesn't go bad. Film goes bad. It degenerates. It right. degenerates. Uh, remember VHS videos and all that kind of They go bad. Hollywood right now is doing everything it can to, and, and to, to protect these movies, 
that are, are you know are decaying and dying. You and know? we did that a while back with our messages. Yeah. Messages you preached for many many years. We yeah. we convert them over to digital, and now they're on the app. I think we have like four hundred. Yeah. Is it four hundred messages on our app that you can watch anytime, anywhere? It's a wonderful on thing. all your devices. Do you, you know? know if Jesus tarries and I go by the way of the grave, Meredith, who could be a great grandmother, can see her grandfather from young to middle age to old. I mean, that's amazing. You think about that. Now, when we get to heaven, there ain't no such thing as middle age, old. You just are. Yeah, it's just a wonderful thing. Yeah. It's such a blessing. Now, I know that sounds foolish. Because I know I had a man tell me, well, you know, the Egyptians believed this and they believed that. And, uh, and, and, you know, we found their bodies. Yeah, but you didn't find their spirit. You may have found the gold to put down there in one of those pyramids or whatever, wherever you found it, you know, and, but you didn't find their spirit. You're saying they're wrong. <laughs> Something happened. You see what I'm saying? And think about this. We can't even build them pyramids the way they did. We're supposed to be smart, a lot smarter than them. Think about that for a minute. Mm -hmm. Something was going on, ladies and gentlemen. And I tell you, God's got everything in his control and in his hands. So I want to read that scripture again in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Mm -hmm. So it may seem foolish to you, but not to God. Verse 27, but God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter Chapter 1, verse 5, that in everything you are enriched by him, in all utterance and in all knowledge. So it's just wonderful to know how smart you really are. Mm -hmm. So when people say, oh, I don't believe that, well, you just need to get your spiritual intellect kicked up a little bit. That's it, you know. You know, we used to do those IQ tests. I don't know if they still do that or not. I think so. I think so, whatever, you know. And, uh, but I've seen some people that may not be able to do uh, mathematical things like, you know, Stephen Hawking stuff, but Hawking couldn't fix a car. We they were geniuses in their field. True. You see what I'm saying? You see, but what is good, and I'm going to say this, when you understand God and you're born again, you, oh, I'm, you're going to be shocked when I say, you become a genius in all fields. Mm -hmm. You have all utterance. You have all knowledge. Well, uh, where is it? You have to grow into it like that baby. That baby has to grow to learn how to smile. The body kicks in. Something in her brain says, oh, that's mama. Oh, that's that. Smile. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing all how, how these things happen. And this is what I'm talking about today. So I felt like the Lord just tell you, if some people think your family say, oh, you believe all that God stuff, that's crazy. And you don't have to rebuke them. Just smile and just say, you know, they, they're not dumb. They're just ignorant. Ignorant of the things of God. See? Mm -hmm. you know, and the Bible says, be ye therefore not ignorant. And I don't mean that to sound hard or harsh. It's just simply the truth. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, when you begin to tell me about salvation, I thought you would have lost your ever-loving mind. I said she's got into the God stuff like mama, you know. And, I mean, but I was glad she seemed to enjoy it. It made no sense to me because I was coming to God in from an intellectual point of view mm -hmm. instead of a spirit. I didn't understand spiritual things because I was spiritually dead. Right. Right. But when I got born again, that's a whole nother ball game. Now. Right. Well, a new world order came in there. Something I, I had a revolution that caused a revelation to come into my spirit, man. Mm -hmm. For the first time, I really f 
met who I really was, a spirit yeah. housed in a soul and clothed in a body. Yeah, and you can't be moved when you try to share the gospel with someone who thinks it's foolish because they are, well, if you're not born again, you're really not going to understand it in the, in the same way. Right. Until you get born again, you're not going to get this. There was a man named Nicodemus who was a Pharisee. I heard he was like the richest one of the richest people in Jerusalem at the yeah. time, came to Jesus at night to talk to him. You know, he had a television show. Yeah, I heard. Nick at night. I heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so. I thought it was uh, funny. <laughs> you got to be funny. Got to be funny. That's okay. Keep it funny. I Keep like it that. Funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not foolishness. It's joy. <laughs> but uh, he came to Jesus at night, and Jesus even told him, he says, unless you're born again, you can't know or understand is what that means. You will... You can't see uh -huh. the kingdom of God, I think is what he said in, in uh, uh, John chapter 3. He says, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And that word see means know, perceive, understand. So you're not going to be able to understand the things of God unless you're born again. And, what did and he says, even say? though I'm, a, how can I get born again? I'm an old man. He started thinking in the natural. Uh -huh. God was, Jesus was talking to him about spiritual terms. So he says, look, if you are a leader in Israel and you don't understand these heavenly things, these natural things, how can I teach you? heavenly things. So there's a heavenly realm of thinking, a higher way of thinking that seems foolishness to mankind, yeah. Yeah. but it's the way to eternal life. It's the way to live as an overcomer in this life, and it's available for whosoever Ooh. will believe it. So maybe today that's, you yeah, need That's to, good preaching right yeah, there. Yes, good preaching, girl. <laughs> and maybe you need to get born again. You know, you can. Yes. Would you like to get born again right now? I don't know how. Well, just say this, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to come into my life. And forgive me. And forgive me. Of all my sins. Of all my sins. I confess. I confess. That you are Lord of my life. That you are Lord of my and life. And this day. And this day. Is my God day. Is my God day. With the Lord Jesus Christ. With the Lord Christ. Jesus Christ. Welcome to the family. Welcome. Now, don't try to complicate that because it's so simple that you need a good theologian to help you misunderstand it. Maybe you want to be a partner of this ministry today. Would you like to do that? We'd love for you to do that because to us, it's not about money. To us, we've asked the Lord for every dollar given to our ministry, give us a soul into the kingdom. If you'd like to be a partner or you want to continue your partnership, you just go to jdm.org. That's our website. And you can hit the donate button, give that way. You can use PayPal if you'd like to use that. We make that available to you. You can text to give a one-time donation or a, a recurring one if you want. Or you can go to our JDM app. And man, they got some stuff on that thing. Mm -hmm. And select the giving process that you want. Or you can mail in an old-fashioned donation just like that. Just whatever you want to do. Now, I'm going to say something, and some people freak out when I say this. That preacher said, I wouldn't say this, but just say, I'm going to say it. Look at me. Look at me. If you don't want to give, don't. Right. Don't. I don't want you to do something you don't want to do. But I'm telling you, the anointing of increase is on my life. You get involved with this message, get involved with me, you're going to get blessed. Don't let time defeat you. I'm telling you, you can do what you want to do. If you don't want to, don't. The Bible said, if you be willing and obedient... Some of you are willing, but you're not obedient. Some of you are obedient, but you're not willing. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, you'll I, eat I'm, the good of the land. Yeah, you'll eat you the good of the land. I, I, I'm, I'm obedient, but I don't want to do it. Well, see, then you're not going to eat the good of the land because you have to be willing and obedient. Right. Bible said, with faith and patience, you inherit the promises of God. See, they're, they're connected together. Watch this. When God connected me to Kathy, he made us one. Now, if you don't think this is something, yet he, he didn't destroy her personality. He didn't destroy mine, yet we won. And the Bible said, if we argue, our prayers are hindered. So don't argue with me. <laughs> Praise God. I okay. thought I'd throw that in there real quick. Praise God. And vice versa. You see what I'm trying to say? Because, boy, I'm in unity, not uniformity. Unity has great power.
And when you come together in the unity of the faith, not the unity of doctrine. You see what I'm saying? I mean, you're not going to get people to believe everything you say. I want you to get them to believe everything God says. Right. right here. This is what makes it happen, this wonderful book. So let me just say it again. Uh, i got to read verse 27. But God hath chosen, God's done it, the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And i got to go back to that verse 5, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. Some of you sent some, uh, we just got a few minutes left, Kathy. Why don't you read a few testimonies and, and see what people are saying about these boardroom chats. Yeah, Vern says, ever since I started listening to your messages and committed to sending in a small donation every month, a lot has changed in my life, which has helped me tremendously. I'm 70 years old, and instead of watching TV at night, I, begin, I bring up <laughs> your playlists and listen to them over and over again. I want to send much blessings to you, your family, and all the partners. And that's, 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 that's so nice. Yes, and this one says, uh, from Sandy, says, we love you, brother. Jesse and Miss Kathy, the truth you speak out about Jesus draws and brings love to you. My mama used to listen to you, and she caused me to listen. When I lost my husband, I felt like I couldn't live. I realized I felt peace after I listened to you all on the app. It truly got me through the initial devastation. I know God directed me to listen. The joy you have in God overflows and brings joy to those listening. Thank you for being obedient to God. Isn't that oh, that, powerful? That's just such a blessing. Read one of, that was translated from Spanish, one of those. Uh, I, I read it. Yes, and uh, okay, Fanny says this, uh, and it was commented from Spanish into English for us, of course, and because we're on Spanish. Everything that we do on social media is, is also in Spanish, and we're right. starting to reach, I think we've had some millions of views on yeah. those Spanish Amen. Uh, platforms. Thank you, it says Heavenly Father, because, of, because the Spiritual food arrives in Spanish. Thank you. Jesus is Lord. You are coming soon. And this one, I can't read the, the, yeah, the handle on that it. one. It, it says, says, we love you. We urge you not to stop translating all the teachings. We thirst for the word of God. You are a light to the world. And we are learning so much from Pastor Jesse and Kathy. Come to Mexico. We need you. Come to Mexico. Mexico. I like what he said. Thirst for the word of God. Look, we're going to bring you some life-giving water. Jesus is the bread of life. And he's the living water. Yeah. And what a blessing of God that and is. And I have one more testimony to read okay. from Pamela. It says, good morning. I am enjoying the praise and worship to God from Los Angeles. I think they were watching our Sunday worship service. Uh -huh. It says, California this morning. That's what I love. I get to enjoy this ministry no matter where I go. Thank you for being online and not being afraid to praise Jesus. Well, I, I, we refuse fear tolerated as faith contaminated. We're not going to contaminate our faith. Amen. I hope you learned something today. And I mean that sincerely. We pray for you daily. All our partners, we can't thank you enough for what you do for this ministry. Your faithful financial support is so vitally important in reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. You know, I, I wish all these things were free, but they're not, and that's okay. I don't have a problem. I mean, it costs a lot of money to fly the planes, and why, why do you have to? Well, let me just help you. Uh, why do you have to have two jets? You have two cars? Why do you have to have two cars? Why do you have to have two bathrooms? And you know, all you need is one at a time. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Remember when you had only one bathroom in the house? And if you got in the bind, you just had to wait some <laughs> until somebody got out of there. You see some people I mean? still have one, and they probably wish they had two because sometimes yeah, it's Yeah, I'm, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So why do you have two cars? Well, you know, my wife needs to go to my idea. Well, that, just that simple. The, these, these, these tools are just tools 
to preach the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know how to fly them. I don't want to learn how to fly. And I'm going to shock the socks of you. You're not going to believe it. And I've owned a plane. I've had a, a plane since 1994 right. to preach this glorious gospel. And I've never used them for personal. And I have the right to do so. I do. My board of directors would allow me. And I pay for it because I pay tax on everything. You understand what I'm saying? I do all those things. Let me tell you something. We are preaching this gospel. I've had my own board people and my own attorney say, you know, a lot of ministers and a lot of CEOs of, 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 of companies, uh, they, they, they'll send them somewhere to rest their mind because they got all that. You never do that, you know, the rest of you, me and Kathy, we, we just don't. I, I guess we just love preaching this gospel and living for Christ daily instead of Sunday. Now, every once in a while, I'll take a day off or two or something like that. Like, we just finished her birthday. Well, she actually celebrated all month, <laughs> whatever, all week. And I said, why is that? I thought, I said, would you like me to take you somewhere? Which means I'll fly you. We'll go somewhere. She said, no, we, we've been flying so much. Let's just stay home. Okay. That's exactly what we're, what we're doing. And she said, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you for tuning into our boardroom chat today. And remember this. If somebody said you're foolish, they just told you you were very wise because you're talking about the oracles of God. Till next week, Jesse and Kathy saying we love you. See you soon. Bye-bye.